what's up y'all it's your girl miracle sims and i'm getting ready to tell you all the easiest way to make your own podcast and that's with anchor by spotify friends listen all you got to do is either download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm and they have everything you need in one place you can record edit and they'll even distribute it and the best thing about it is that it's absolutely free so if you're ready to start your new journey today then go ahead and download the app or go to the website anchor.fm just like yours truly everyone you are watching God sex and love it's me miracle sins and we are back y'all happy new year happy new year welcome to 2021 friends I have a gentleman that is an expert on communication his name is Brendan and he is with master talk so friends if you are ready to hear a little bit more about this then stay tuned Mr. Brendan from Master Talk. Hey, Brendan, how are you? Very good, Miracle. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Man, uh, welcome. Welcome to God, Sex, and Love. Thank you so much for coming. Of course, it's great to be here. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I mean, uh, we, I know we were chatting a little bit earlier. Can you just share with the audience about Master Talk and yourself before we get into the nitty gritties? Of course, <laughs> of course. I'm happy to. So yeah, my name is Brendan. I'm the founder of Master Talk, which is a YouTube channel I started to help people with their communication skills and their public speaking skills. And I think for me, what I realized, Miracle, is there's so many great ideas out there. You know, whether it's with your podcast where you try and, you know, talk about taboo subjects in the world or whether it's other people and their ideas. What I always asked myself was, how could I be the bridge between all of those people? How could I help all of these people communicate their ideas better? Because most of them can't really afford a communication coach. So I said, hey, you know, why don't I make these videos in my mother's basement? That's what I did. And then I never looked back ever since. Awesome. Cool. That sounds really cool. So when, when did you start that? So I've been coaching for five years, but I started the YouTube channel probably two years ago. Oh, okay. Quite nice. Nice. And so um, obviously you've touched a lot of people and been able to uh, do a lot with, with Master Talk then, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. So you feel like going that next step and getting on YouTube, that was the that was the main thing you needed to do? Or you feel like, like how, how, how did that shift for you? Yeah, for sure. I think for me, you know, for, for the past, you know, three years or so, I've, I was really just coaching a lot of kids in university. 
not really for money or anything. It was just something I did for fun because I used to do presentations competitively. The same way other guys played sports, something I really didn't do. I applied that same logic to what I was doing in that area. And then over time, a lot of people just kept asking me, well, Brendan, how'd you learn how to speak? And I just went, I don't really know. I'm more self-taught than anything else. But then when I started looking at the content, I realized how bad it was for everybody else. I just went, wait a second, someone should share this shit for free. You know, so people who can't afford a speech coach, somebody who might even the chance to meet me, like somebody who's listening to your podcast, for example. I still want them to have access to that information. So that's what kind of drove me to go on YouTube. Never really wanted to be a YouTuber, to be honest. It's just something okay. that ended up happening organically. Okay, really cool, really cool. Well, I, I want to... And I guess dig in too deep. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot you could share with me about maybe different things you've experienced since you started and stuff like that. But um, I guess my first question was like, were you on like debate team or something like that? Or like, how did you get into the public speaking arena anyway? Yeah, for sure. Think of it like, how, how to explain, it's kind of weird to explain this, but let me, let me try my best here. So let's say a business gives you a problem. So like Nike, Right, comes up to us and goes, you know, Miracle, we're, we're trying to make a miracle happen at Nike. You know, no one's sell, buying our shoes. We're, we're creating this new product line. What should we do? So let's say me and you are on a team. What we need to do is we need to read all of the problems that Nike has, figure out a solution, put down a bunch of slides, make financial statements, do all these risks, do all this stuff, and then present it back to the executives of the company. So I know your immediate thinking is, who in the world would put themselves to through that? Like, why would you ever want to do that? It's just, <laughs> right? That's what I did for, for years. That was my passion. That was my life. It was, it was actually more of an obsession than anything else. And that's okay. how I learned how to speak. Oh, okay. Okay. So it, so it wasn't necessarily something, well, no, you said you were doing it in college too, right? So, and you transferred that to your career and then now YouTube and everything like that. Entrepreneurship. That's awesome. I love entrepreneurs and to talk to other entrepreneurs. I think it's awesome and everything like that. So, well, you know this God takes love. Now, I'm not going to put you on the spot and be like, you got to, you know, tell me your beliefs and everything like that. Unless you want to chat about it. I don't know. I don't know. He's like, I'm ready to talk about God, sex, and love. And <laughs> No, I'm happy to. Feel free to ask me anything. more so on the YouTube aspect. So so what's your next step you would say with Master Talk? Like what, what is the thing that you're kind of working on right, right now? 2021 yeah, for, is clear. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I think for me, Miracle, and this is true with I think everything, because I'm sure your first episode of God, Sex, Love wasn't, wasn't as cool as it looks today. Right? It was probably like you in a basement somewhere and there was like, a, and then over time it developed. So same thing yeah. with me. You know, my first videos, and people could go check that out. I was literally in, on a couch that that we got off in a dumpster or something, sitting on the couch. I have like a phone and I'm recording. And then over time, it led into a movement. So for me, the big the big idea with Master Talk is how do we live in a world where every single human being who wants to get better at communication has the right tools and access to get there. So I'd say the, for me, the big goal is really just to keep growing the YouTube channel and hopefully impacting more lives as we, as we keep going in this journey. Okay. 
I guess, I guess my thing is I'm wondering now, you know, how, how are you relationship-wise? Obviously, you got good communication in your relationships then, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've been on a lot of relationship podcasts to talk about this kind of stuff. You, you know, I, I think communication, every relationship that you have in life is so important, whether that's a romantic relationship or personal relationship or even a business relationship or just your friends in general. It's the way that you talk to them. You know, there's one of my clients who's an executive of a company. He was like, you know, Brett, I didn't realize that by mastering communication, it would help me argue a lot less with my wife. Because most mm. arguments, what I found fascinating, is always because of misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Almost always. It's never like, I'm right, you're wrong, or you're right, I'm wrong. It's never any of that. It's always, what you said is not what I understood. And what I said is not what you understood. Mm-hmm. That leads to a lot of pain <laughs> in life. So, yeah. and, and not many people are trained up on that skill. Because nobody teaches this in school. Communication in school is basically miracle. You got a presentation to give on a topic you don't care about, and you got to talk to students who don't care about you. Good luck. And you're, just like, you're like, all right. So when we go into relationships, when we go into the things that we do in life, well, there's, we don't have the skill. So we start to yell, we start to do dumb stuff, and at least dumb things and decisions, and then we end up regretting it and not knowing what to do. So we're kind of stuck in this weird middle ground. I think you're absolutely right, especially everything you said about communication and what you said about the different relationships and stuff. I feel like that is definitely important. Um, I'm glad you're out there saying and speaking about it because, again, like you said, most people don't. Um, unfortunately, I was kind of reminded of my son when you were talking just now because he's two years old, right? And of course, oh, he, congrats. He, yeah, right. So he communicates a little bit, but not much. And so I, I watch him get frustrated a lot of times. He'll be, you know, um, it's so funny. <laughs> okay, so lately, <laughs> what's been happening is I've let him um, use my laptop because it'll, it'll be like touch screen and everything. And I let him use the laptop to watch like YouTube Kids or something. And so he'll pick his own shows and I just find it interesting to see like what he picks. And, and a lot of times he's watching some of the same stuff. But just so happens, right, he'll click something and it'll go off the window. He'll get frustrated, you know, he'll he'll be trying to hit the screen, you know, you know, he'll do all that. And I'm like, all you have to do is just say, please, or say, mommy, help, or something. You know, you know I'm trying to help him with that. But I, I was wondering here, how much more so are we like that as adults, too? You know what I mean? Like, getting frustrated, not communicating what it is that we really want or need, but just getting frustrated and they're like, oh, I don't want to talk or whatever the case is. So, um, yeah, I feel like what you're saying here is needed across the board with everybody, <laughs> whether you're two, like my son, or older, like uh, some of your clients, things like that. Um, we need to definitely transfer from being that, that little child to being <laughs> an adult that can communicate and on all levels, <laughs> you know, relationships, work, whatever you know it's definitely important so man i commend you i i hope that you are will continue to be successful with master talk it sounds great i appreciate it you know and to your point you know and i talk with my nieces about this too they're like four or five years old you know they have a lot of trouble communicating what they want and then over time it's those it's because we're not taught the right communication skills as they get older it's really hard for them to talk about what they want most people actually don't do that at all whether it's in relationships, whether it's in, you know, work relationships or friendships, they don't they don't know how to set boundaries. They don't know how to clearly communicate. 
what they want and don't want out of relationships. And I think that's what, uh, that's what causes a lot of this problems. You know, I, it makes me think, and actually what you just said kind of makes me think with like growing up, because I know one of the things that bothered me growing up, which I, I appreciate now, but at the same time, I still see some trouble with it. Um, the whole concept of staying in a child's place and not talking back and all that. Now, I don't think I was such a, uh, I don't think I was such a bad child that I was just like mouthy or anything like that. But a lot of the time I felt as if my opinion or my thoughts was always suppressed, you know? And so, you know, I think nowadays <laughs> it's like the opposite. I, I observe like kids saying whatever. So I think there's definitely a balance. I don't think kids and stuff should talk to adults any kind of way, but I think we should as adults welcome kids to share their thoughts and share that, you know, ideas, whatever the case is. Still, you know, at the same time, kind of put boundaries, like you say, on, well, depending on what, what your situation is, you deal with the child or your child particularly, yeah, you have a boundary because I'm your parent. But at the same time, I just, I just would hope and pray that by allowing children to express themselves when they're younger, we can grow up able to express ourselves more, you know, better when we're an adult. Like, what, what do you think about that in regards to, um, have, have you experienced or observed any, any of that, what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, especially the part about this idea that kids don't get to fully express themselves. And the reason is mostly because of the parents, not because parents are bad, because they're always managing 17 different priorities that they, it's hard for them, you know, to keep those couple of seconds and saying, hey, let me focus on you right now and your curiosity. Most people just go, well, yeah, you have to do something else and all that stuff. And that gets morphed later in life because when kids are being taught their whole life that they shouldn't express themselves it starts there then they go into school and they don't get to pick the subject they don't get to really do anything they have no say over anything and then they keep growing that is the way the mentality that they think about it so they either live within that compliance or rebel completely against it so it's either one extreme or the other it's never the middle right and that's kind of where the challenge is Right, right, exactly. So hmm, I'm wondering, like, how many, well, obviously anybody that, not say anybody or everybody that comes to you that have communication issues, it stems from that. Do you feel like it kind of stems from some of that? Or could it just be other things as well? Like, it could just be personality, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think what I found interesting about this whole thing, Miracle, is all of us, despite how different we are, because I've spoken to people from across the globe, is we all go through the same education system. So whether you're from South Korea, whether you're from the States, whether you're from Germany or Canada, it, the same logic applies in the sense that, yeah, there's cultural differences, but the schooling system remains the same. Comply, 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 follow orders. Your teacher is always smarter than you. You should not have a dependence over what you're thinking or doing. And because we're always brought up in that type of environment, some people, comply during the whole thing or other people rebel completely against it or you kind of have this both but you don't have this middle ground of somebody who goes what can i learn from both perspectives we're not taught to think in that way so that way when we think about communication we either see it as a as a chore frankly it's like oh crap i gotta talk again in front of a class or i gotta give this workshop it's like ugh you can kind of get this weird feeling or the other way you're kind of like oh cool i get to talk all the time and run my mouth it's kind of like one or the other there's never like this, what's, where's the middle ground here? How can you learn from both? Mm. Man, well, what can we do? Like, what do you think we can do? <laughs> 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 I 
Yes. That's what that's what I'm here to try to do. So I, I think for me, and this is what I recommend on, on other podcasts, is this idea of if you're the person listening to the show, I make it so I, I, I say it in the sense that you should be the leader of the, your own relationship. So what I mean by that. So let's say you compare the relationship I have with my mom. So my mom is someone I can't change. You know, she, she's grown up with a certain set of beliefs. She believes a certain amount of things about life and how it should be lived. And then based on those experiences, I need to either try and change her, which is a loser's game. It's never going to happen. Or I adapt to her. So for example, I never yell at her. I never do that. I never tell her how to do things. I just speak very softly and calmly about how I think specific situations should happen. So even though there's things that are very irrational from her beliefs, I'm able to speak to her in a way that convinces her that I'm right over time or that, you know, whatever we're talking about makes sense for both of us. Mm-hmm. But the, the opposite is also true. And I'm talking with my buddies and they're very loud and extroverted. I mirror that energy too. So, so I think what's really important is for, for the person who's listening to this to always take the lead instead of listening to reply, which is what we all do. You know, Miracle asks me a question. I go, okay, here's the, here's the answer. Instead, we need to transition from listening to reply to listening to understand. Mm-hmm. Why is Miracle asking this question? What is she trying to get? How can I add more value to her and the audience? What is she trying to drive with this perspective? And then it's by understanding or seeking to understand somebody's perspective that it's much easier for the other person to bring down their barriers. They're going to trust you a lot quicker and you won't have any issues. And when you become a great communicator, you don't have any issues in your life. Like, I, I don't think I fought with my sister for more than a decade. It's been that long. It's been a wow. while. Same thing with my mom. We never get into fights. It's a very calm house. And that's what I recommend for people. If you get really good at communication, you take it upon yourself to understand other people and their perspective. It's going to be much easier for you to speak to them in a way they want to be spoken to, which means they're going to be more likely to see your point of view on things. Mm. That's that's good. I'm sitting here trying to figure out <laughs> how I incorporate this more in my life. Because um, honestly, there's some conversations that I just avoid. I just like, because like you said, some people you can't change or whatever. And well, I don't feel like, no, this is me. I don't feel like we can change anybody. So when it comes to certain situations I know now, obviously with my husband out it is different dialogue there because it's like okay so i understand there's things i can't change about you but i can't not let you know what i feel because if i don't then there's going to be resentment you know whatever the case is because we have to have this communication you and my husband we have to have this communication but then when it comes to like friends or you know certain other people it's like eh, we don't have to have this communication that's well that's me that's probably one of my flaws it's like man we don't I know some people, it's just like, I know if they're not going to receive whatever I'm saying, it's like almost pointless to have the conversation. That's how I feel. But who knows? Perhaps. I, maybe I need to, you know, get better at my communication. Or, um, I don't know, because I feel like I'm not an argumentative person. So, for me, anything that I feel is going to lead to an argument, I just, like, nah, nah. <laughs> I don't even do it, you know? But, um... I don't, I'm not saying that's the best way to be. I'm just saying that's how I've been. <laughs> so, I don't know. What, what tips do you have for me, Brendan? I know this is like, look, uh, actually, you need to come to my YouTube or, you know, I have a fee for this miracle. 
no, no, no. Not at all. This interaction is a great example of this miracle. Notice how I just spent two minutes listening to you. I never cut you off. I just spent time saying, okay, this is what Miracle is trying to say. This is her perspective. He's trying to communicate to her husband. But even if there's things she can't change about him, she still wants to make sure that she's communicating those needs to make sure there's no resentment. So notice how the way I'm communicating, you're like, damn, this guy's a good listener. He's like, he's he's paying attention to what I'm saying. I like this guy. That's the key. We all need to start doing it like that. So, so I love it. So, so let's build on what you said there. Mm-hmm. I, first of all, think it's great that you're communicating in that way because that resentment piles over time and it doesn't look pretty three years down the line. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It just blows up like a, like a fuse. So mm-hmm. you're always better off just, you know, even if it's something stupid, like I don't like the way you put the toothpaste on the left side. I, I, my perspective is always get, get out all the small stuff so that you can you know how to argue on the big stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to argue in the small stuff, boy. When it's about like moving to a different country, or it's like what school should we be sending our kid to, or what languages should that kid learn, or which religion should they be brought up in? Now we're getting into the big stuff. But if you don't know how to argue the small stuff, you're screwed with the big stuff. So I think it's mm-hmm. great that you're practicing with the small stuff. Mm-hmm. The other thing of it that you mentioned that I agree with is this idea of and I would push the analogy further. The level of how you communicate to people based on who they are in your life. So I'll give you the best example. You can't change family. Your kid's mm-hmm. your kid. Like you can't mm-hmm. you can't can't go back in there and you're like, can I switch this kid? Like it's not it's not gonna happen. Right? right. Same same thing with your parents, same thing with your clothes. So even if some of them are negative, you can have to make your own call to figure out can I work with this? So for me, I couldn't work with my dad. I just couldn't. Like we couldn't get along. He, you know, is very dysfunctional, and we just never got along, right? But whereas with my mom and my sister and everyone else, pretty much, I got along just fine. So yeah, we have our differences. There's a lot of yeah. things I believe that they don't, and there's a lot of things they believe that I don't. But we can still get along. But those are the relationships we can't choose. These are the relationships we need to adapt to. That's not true with relationships. And that's not true with friendships. The person you marry and the person you end up being friends with are people you choose. So when you're in that type of environment, then you don't settle on anything. And by not settling on anything, I don't mean like you need to hit all the 15 values, but rather saying you can make a decision during those interactions to say, can I communicate with this person in an effective way? And if the answer is no, I'll just move on to the next person. You know, I've met thousands of people in my life, Miracle, but I only have six friends. Is that crazy? I only have six friends. You know what? I I feel you, though. You know, like people that you could actually go to and like know that you're not judged and talk to about anything. Like, that's what you mean in regards to friends. Am I all right? Absolutely. Yeah, I get that. But because you can choose those people, they're a lot easier to work with because at the end of the day, you know, if you know if you're talking to 50 people and 45 of them don't get you, the other five do. Just focus on the five. Right? You can be flexible in that way to pick the people that communicate in the way you want to be communicated to. So once again, you still can't change those five people. But if you guys right. can interact in a very healthy way, that's fine. Like most of my friends in that small group of friends I have, I've known for over five years. Right? Three to five years. And we, we're still all best buddies and yeah, we have different directions on things, different opinions, but we get along pretty well and I couldn't live life without them. 
right? So I encourage people to find those five, seven people and then adapt to the people you can't change. You know, I feel like everything you said is just so needed. Um, I hope that whoever watches this will just be blessed by what you've already shared because honestly, like you said, communication and all that is just important. Again, whether it's just work or family or whatever the case is, and a lot of us have issues with that. I see a lot of issues with that even. I don't know if you're in the States, so I apologize. I didn't oh, I'm close. I, I'm based in Montreal, so it's not that far. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and so I just see that a lot in the world where it's like people that differ of opinion feel as if, Lord, I don't know, Lord, why are we talking about this? But <laughs> I think there's a lot of, um, how can I say, how can I say, that... <sighs> People think that if you don't agree with them, you don't love them, or people think if you don't agree with them that you don't respect them or can't, whatever. And there's a lot of, I just feel like miscommunication going on these days. And I just, I just think, you know, again, for me, I feel like it's more so what we've been talking about in regards to communication as well as understanding others. And um, and we don't have to always agree. Like it, like even what you said with that group of friends you have, I'm sure there's things that you don't agree on or things that you don't like about the other person. But we can all, you know, be friends or we can all like learn to communicate or and things like that. Um, Cause no man is an island. Like I don't think anyone is supposed to be alone per se. And so when it comes to like communicating with others and, and stuff. So, um, yeah, I really do feel like we all need to just find some type of balance with that. And whether these are friends and people that we are communicating with all the time or just people that we encounter one time, it's just, I just feel like we all could be better about that. Listening to each other, understanding each other and um, communication, man. It's great. I, you know what? <laughs> this is great. Yeah, like that that's the perspective on life, you know, miracle is... This idea that communication isn't about speaking on a stage in front of 10,000 people or, you know, being a YouTuber or being a podcast host. Like, you know, communication is about how do you improve the interaction that you have with everyone else around you so that you can live a better life and that the people around you are better off. Communication is the way you talk to the delivery guy when the the person who gives you pizza to the store manager, to your family, to your friends. And if you can improve those interactions, your life will just get better. I agree. I agree. Man, I hope we do that. <laughs> I hope that we can all, you know, take the time to, to do that a little bit more. It's 20, like I said, 2021, new year. Like this could be a new resolution. <laughs> communication, better communication with everybody. <laughs> what do you think? That. That's a good one. <laughs> I think that's a great one. Because communication is the foundation of everything, right? If, if you know how to, how to argue properly with your, I don't know, your, you know, your significant other, your family members, your friends, life just becomes better because it's a lot easier for you to manage these relationships. So you have a lot less distraction in your life. You, just, you can just focus on the things you actually want to focus on. You don't have to waste your time like most people do with the drama and gossip and backtalking bad people and doing all this nonsense when you could just be a much more direct communicator 
listen to understand to the seven people that actually you give a shit about and then kind of move on with life. But I think most people don't put the effort to get there and I encourage people to do that. Gotcha, man. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought about something that I was going to share with you, but I can't remember what it is now. <laughs> but uh, either way, like, again, yeah, I definitely agree that we all could communicate a little bit better. And, I, you know, again, I think by what you've shared and also what you have going on with your channel and everything like that, again, I hope that you have much more success with it. I, if I would say, if there's one thing that you would like to leave with the people today, uh, what would that be? Yeah, I would say in, in the context of relationships, other tips I like to give that I think will be helpful for people. For those who know what the five lang love languages are, physical touch, acts of service, and so-and-so. One exercise I recommend is to go up to your partner and have them rank the five in order of importance. Because what I see a lot of people do in my close circle of friends is let's say a guy buys his, I don't know, his wife like a diamond ring, but she doesn't really care about the ring. So he's just there like, well, why don't you like the ring? And she's just like, well, I don't care. Why don't you get picked? Why don't you have picnics with me? Right, so it's this idea of if you have them rank the five, you can look this up, the five love languages, and have a conversation around that. I think less than 1% of couples do that. So that's one thing. And another recommendation I have is to do a personality test. I think it's super helpful. Even if those personality tests always, aren't always 100% accurate, if you each do a personality test, it's like 16personalities.com, you can do that, and just compare each other's results and have a discussion around that, it's like mind-blowing. So you can understand how somebody actually is, why they interact in that way. And then you go, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I'll give you an example of this. Women tend to rank quality time very high on love languages, generally speaking, whereas men don't do that. Because for us, you know, quality time means a pat on the back five minutes a day, whereas for, for the opposite gender, it generally means, no, 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 you need to actually spend three hours and watch this movie with me. And I was like, what? what? So, so when you understand what that means, so notice how that's a super easy example, basic, right. but notice how the understanding of that is bipolar. It's completely broken, right? Because I think quality time means five minutes every day and the other person thinks it's three hours a day. So by understanding right. that expectation, it arms you in the right way. And, and so few people do this. I think it's crazy. Yeah, you, you're right. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, those, those quizzes and like you said, the five love languages, those things can definitely help. I know for me, um, you know, sometimes I thought that maybe, well, what I'm learning is I, I can appreciate quality time and, and physical touch, those things. I think I appreciate those things more than I thought I did, you know. Um, so when I'm say for instance, if you don't get those things, you're like, wait a minute, like some, I'm, something's off, like whatever case it is. And so, yeah, it'll help you understand yourself better as well as your partner. So I feel like yeah, a lot of those quizzes and things can be beneficial and help with the communication, everybody. There you go. <laughs> Good conversation starters. Of course. Well, I don't want to be long your time, Mr. Brendan. I just want to say thank you so, so much. Uh, what, where can our people uh, check you out? Yeah, absolutely. The best way of doing that is YouTube. All you got to do is type master talk in one word and you'll find me right there. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you much, so much again for coming to God, Sex and Love. I'm excited about this conversation and I hope that many, many more people are inspired by you in master talk. Thank you so much again. 
Thank you. Pleasure was mine. There you have it, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of God, Sex, and Love. Thank you so much to Brendan from Master Talk dropping those gems on us today. And I appreciate each and every one of you for watching. Have a good night. Uh-oh. There's no time to get my nails done. Oh, I know. I went to unwindselfcare.com and got my 100% nail polish strips. Thanks on why self-care.